The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 106. Monday, June 30th, 2008. So I'm Rob, you're Greg. Yeah. Paunch Stevenson Show, PaunchStevenson.com. My fingers are burnt from this whopper. We are at the Burger King. Somewhere in Clifton. Drive through. Clifton, New Jersey. What did you get? A Walter? Silver Spring. I'm not going to touch it. Was it 800 degrees? Yeah, man. So you could uh, drop it on yourself and sue. $50 billion. Mm-hmm. And I just got a chicken salad. So... But anyway, the reason we're here yeah. in Clifton, New Jersey, is because once again, we have taken a trip to the digital press video game store, like we've done several times in the past. Because they have a, they, I don't know, they have this meeting once a month. People come, they buy stuff, trade stuff, talk to each other. And this month, the angry video game nerd, we found out he was going to be there. Yep. We wanted to see if we could talk to him and get him on the show. What's his name? James Rolf? Rolf. Yeah. And talk to him about his films and his movies and stuff. Because he does the angry video game nerd short films, but he also does some other films. What, what do you do? Rocky Jump to Park Bench? Yeah. Some other stuff. He's been doing... He's been uh, making home movies for a while, and now he does it on the computer and all that. And, uh, yeah, we thought we tried to get him on the show. So I took the path to Newark. Greg, you picked me up. We drove over there. We hung out for a little while. He wasn't there yet. And there were people waiting outside in a line. A few minutes after we got there, so we we uh, had good timing. Yeah. So um, we got a picture with him, but uh, well, he came in and yeah. people started screaming. Yeah. Well, he was. They there. barely let him through the door. They were like, attacking him. <laughs> yeah, he was there, and then some other guy was there called the um, nostalgic. Angry movie review. I don't. I don't even know who it is. The movie critic. Oh, the nostalgic angry movie critic guy. And some other guy called Captain S, who does. Video- I've never heard of. He does well. He's always he's always there, but does video game reviews, I believe, in video form. And then they wound up recording some kind of a um, skit. Yeah. And the uh, the nostalgic whatever video uh, movie reviewer forgot his lines and <laughs> really stupid. Which is ironic. And then they um, they proceeded to go outside and I assume recorded some kind of a fake fight. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that turned. We didn't go outside because if we went outside, they wouldn't let us back in. <clears throat> we would have to wait on the line. It would have been funny if they were while they were recording the fight, the cops showed up. <laughs> Arrested them all. Someone called the police. They thought nah. they were really fighting. So yeah, then they came back in. And there were people waiting on a line to get 
James the Angry Video Game Nerd's autograph and stuff. So we we talked to him for a few seconds and we asked him to be on the show and he he was into it. He he was going to do it, but they had some like things planned for him to do while he was at the store. So he said, yeah, later if you're here around like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, um, yeah, you know, we'll talk and, and talk about video game nerd, talk about my movies and stuff like that. But well, that like, ain't happening. Yeah, is it? Well, it's like three o'clock now and I'm not, I'm not going to hang out in New Jersey for five hours. So I'll email him or I'll send him a message and, You know, Never I'll, replies. Whatever. I, I'll send him a MySpace message and just tell him I'll refresh his memory and say we met at the store and, and then uh, I think he'll I think he'll come on the show. That would be cool because we like his movies. We 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 watch his videos. Yeah, they're funny. Well, his most... Did you see the, the most recent one, Superman? No. For the Atari 2600 yeah. and the Nintendo Entertainment System? Did you do the N64 one? That's next. Ah! <laughs> he had to dedicate a whole separate video just to that. Yeah, I mean, very, you know, he's, a really, he's just a regular guy, really nice guy. And it's funny because... <coughs> and I think we talked about this another time. That he wound up, um, Opie and Anthony's show, XM Radio. They, um, they're act- Anthony's actually a big fan of his, and yeah. your video game nerd that he's watched the videos, right? And you know, and because Opie and Anthony are on XM, they can curse and all that, they can swear. So they figured, oh well, we'll get this guy on here. He can swear and this and that, yeah, and make fun of the video games and. You know, do his whole routine. Yeah, and he went on there and he just acted like, you know, like himself. You know, kind of quiet and, and laid back and all. And they were like, what? What What was that? <laughs> yeah, but if we get him on the show, I don't expect him to, to be the angry video no. game nerd character. I want to I want to talk about those videos, but also his other stuff, too. I want to I talk to him, not his character. <laughs> oh, of course. So it's not like we expect him to scream and, and you know, make fun of everything no. the whole time. <coughs> no, but, you know, the funny thing is, he does a character. Or I don't think we're doing characters. No. No, this is how we really... Yeah. We really just hate everything. <laughs> Except so, for a few things. That's but. The funny thing is, if you talk to us in, in, in person, it, it, there's no difference. Right. Although we were on our best behavior with Ted Danson. Yeah, well... And Ed Begley, but not normally. Well, we didn't want to risk it. (laughs) Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Anyway, um, so we haven't recorded in a while... And in the interim, a lot of people have died. I know. Well, I was away. Everyone died. Everybody died. Celebrity deaths. Who do you got? All right. So, uh, let's see. Are these in order here? Date of death. Some big ones. (coughs) 
Okay, let me hold these up since you normally read them. No, you do. I'm eating. You want me to do the celebrity death? <laughs> Just this one. Wow. It's a privilege <laughs> and an honor. Whatever. All right. <clears throat> we got, uh, we've got Mel Ferrer. Who's that? Mel Ferrer, he played the puppeteer in the movie Lily, also appeared in War and Peace, The Sun Also Rises, other movies. He was on the TV series Falcon Crest, mostly from the 50s. What movie? Falcon what, Crest. No, what movie? War and Peace, The Sun Also Rises, and Lily. What's Lily? I don't know. I think he, uh, Mel Ferrer, I think was on, he did um, either Frankenstein or uh, Dracula. He did like some of those movies. Wow. <clears throat> Long time ago. Well, his son is Miguel Ferrer. He's been in like some on some shows. It's like a bald guy. Uh, what the heck show was he on? I forget. But anyway, uh, do I have to read when they were born? Uh, date of birth: eight twenty five, nineteen seventeen. Died six two. 2008, age 90. Uh, dead or alive info .com did not have the cause of death on him. Who? Mel Ferrer. Oh. I thought you were on to the next one. No. Oh, all right. So 90 years old. Wow, that's. He was an old guy. Yeah. Uh, now, the next one uh, pioneering rock and roll and R&B artist who was very influential on other musicians and known for his square guitar, <laughs> Bo Diddley. <laughs> you don't know Bo. Remember them? Bo Jackson. The commercials? Yeah, remember the commercial? Yeah. Bo Diddley. Um, Is well, Bo Jackson still alive? <laughs> yeah. Might as well not be. Cause he, what, what does he do? I don't know. Well, Bo Diddley... Of course, was known for the square guitar. He had, like, this kind of, like, goofy-looking suit that he always wore. He had those, like, really thick framed glasses, the yeah. hat. And, I mean, in truth, I mean, but this is not just, like, some blues, you know, artist. Just, like, any old blues artist. I mean, this is Bo Diddley. I mean, yeah. this is the guy that basically invented the blues guitar riff. Well... He came up with certain beats that are still yeah. in use today, and, and yeah, certain riffs. And, and stuff I mean, like he that. essentially, if you ever want to hear Bo Diddley music, just pick up a George Thorogood <laughs> album because yep. George Thorogood essentially made his career on covering Bo Diddley songs. It was absurd. <laughs> yeah, well, he's very influential. The big one being Who Do You Love? Come on, baby, Yeah, it's that. Yeah, the Bo Diddley beat. Yeah. Well, you know, he was he was around in the, like the fifties, sixties. That was when he was seventies. His heyday. Yeah. So Bo Diddley, a great loss to the uh, blues blues uh, uh, rock scene, which I am a fan of. Yeah. How old was he? 
1928, died 6208, age 79, and uh, the cause of death was heart failure. I think he had some, like, strokes and other problems, but, you know, I mean, this guy was, was just like uh, the other guy that died a couple of years ago, um, uh, John Hooker, oh, yeah. who was around forever. Yeah. And these guys were in terrible health, and they still <laughs> toured and did gigs. I know. I'm telling you, man, these guys were like, forget it. I know. Can't stop them. Well, Les Paul's still going. He's still alive. Yeah, he's like 95. <laughs> I know. Next. Uh, he was a regular on a TV show, The Carol Burnett Show, which I hated. <laughs> and he played uh, Headley Lamar in the movie Blazing Saddles. Uh, amongst other roles, Harvey Corman. Comedian. Yes. Actor. Yes. Uh, February 15, 1927, died May the 29th, 2008. He was 81. Heart failure. I don't really have much to say about Harvey Corman. Again, I was not a Carol Burnett fan. Next. Yeah. Was Carol Burnett or uh, which show was Ted Knight on? Mary Tyler Mary Moore? Tyler yeah. Moore. Ted Knight. And Too Close for Comfort. That was horrible. Oh, what? Come on. Monroe. Jim J. Bullock. Ah! Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> uh, what does he do? Whatever happened to Jim J. Bullock? Well, they, they canceled... When they canceled the 1980s Hollywood Squares, yeah. that ended so many careers, <laughs> it's not even funny. I don't know. Shadow Stevens. Shadow Stevens! What? What? He did nothing except <laughs> that show! I know. Ah. <laughs> uh, Joan Rivers. Yeah. Joan Rivers was always a center square, right? Probably. Longtime anchor for ABC Sports, remembered for his coverage of many Olympics, including the tragic events at 1972 Munich Games. Jim McKay. September 24, 1921, June 7, 2008, he was 86. Jim These McKay. pretty old guys we're getting here. Jim McKay, of course, who was known for the... Uh, Thrill of victory and the agony of the feet. Jim McKay, ABC Sports. Wow. Uh, yes, Jim McKay. I mean, the guy did everything. And and the old ABC wide world of sports, like, they would show up anywhere. <clears throat> they would show up at, like, curling, <laughs> bowling, darts, darts anything. <laughs> and film it. Bocce ball. Yeah. Which, for anyone who's not Italian-American, is called lawn bowling. But uh, the big one, and in fact, some of the old videotapes I still have, is I actually have the thrill of victory, agony of defeat, with all the, the, thr the spills and everything from that show, yeah. the wide world of sports. And, of course, he's most noted for the one where the, ski, the guy at the ski jump is coming down the ski jump, and he goes off the ramp on a ski jump, and then, like, hits... He's, like, in the air, mm -hmm. and then he, like, hits a telephone pole or something. Oh. He's, like, careening through the crowd. Oh, man. Smashing everything, and you just have Jim McKay, like, whoa! <laughs> wow. It was pretty funny. All right, and the next um, moderator... Some big ones. Yes. Moderator and long-running NBC TV political talk show, Meet the Press. 
from Buffalo, New York, May 7, 1950, June 13, 2008. He was only 58, had a heart attack. Tim Russert. Tim Russert, who was known for the election coverage where he wrote on the the eraser board with Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Gerald Ford. Uh, you know, the funny thing was, you'd have Chris Matthews, like, hosting the coverage, and, and he was always, like, frazzled. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that guy's like, always hyper. Uh, uh, and he'd scream. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tim! What's going on down there, Tim Russert? <laughs> huh? And then you have Tim Russert like talking like really fast. You know, uh, well, this is this is what uh, this is what Al Gore needs to uh, to win the election. Al Gore needs three more votes, three <laughs> more votes, and he kept like harping on it. And then huh. they'd have Tim Bro- Tom Brokaw, who was no no no. He had, like, no emotion, no sense of urgency, right. no sense of, uh, you know, that something big was happening. Just, right. well, it appears that uh, the election's going to be decided by the voters. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Tim Russer. You know who, who they should get to take his place? I meet the press. I don't know. No. Oh, no. no. You're wrong. No, this is my no. show. No. Bill Maher. I drive Bill a hybrid. Maher. We actually like Bill Maher. I am a huge Bill Maher fan. <laughs> I am <laughs> such a big Bill Maher fan that I've actually seen some of the garbage USA uh, Up All Night movies. Up All Night. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Hey. And they're just horrible. Actually, Lauren met him recently. Oh, yeah. She, we had her on uh, a couple episodes ago. She did uh, her Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull review. Yes, she met him a few weeks ago. Lauren, our, party. our celebrity booker. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, one final uh, death. Uh, th- this is this is huge. This is a big one. Um, comedian. Couldn't believe it. Famous for his seven words you can't say on television. Uh, uh, numerous HBO comedy specials, a legend. Yeah. You talk about legendary comedians, Rodney Dangerfield, Richard Pryor, George, Richard Belzer. No. George Carlin. Damn. <laughs> Unbelievable. 5, 12, 37, 6, 22, 08, 71, had a heart attack or something. How is he dead, but Louis Anderson is still alive? I don't know. Well, Louis Anderson's not 71. Yeah, but he's like 7,100 pounds. No. <laughs> oh, man. George Carlin. I know. Well, he's definitely going in the All-Stars. George Carlin is in, is post <laughs> posthumously. Is that how you hum- say it? Humously. Humus- no. Posthumously. No, that's not how you say it. Posthumously. No? What? Yes. Posthumously? Yes. Humously? Like humid? Humorous? No. No, like human. <laughs> no, it's posthumous. Ah, whatever. So whatever it is, he's being added. He's going right in there. After death. Yes. Post George 
George Carlin. Now, we're not saying that you have to die to get into this all-star list. No, 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 no. But On the contrary. I'm going to tell you. I have been a George Carlin fan forever. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, we would not be doing this show (laughs) in the manner that we do it without (laughs) the influence of George Carlin. Like, if there's... Obviously... There's different people who have influenced us and me in particular, whatever, but no one probably as much as George Carlin. And and just in terms of how you view life (laughs) and and people and how idiot, just how stupid we all are and moronic. You know, some people say, well, he's just too jaded, George Carlin. Well, no, he's just making observations satirically. On what's going on, and it's funny because he's all. I mean, it's amazing. Either like uh, HBO has been running like in marathon; they've been running a lot of his specials yeah. that they have. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, also on the XM radio, they have uh, they've been like airing a lot of the clips from the, a lot of those specials and his CDs and everything. And it's amazing. You can listen to one of his comedy specials from 1979. And other than obviously the change in his voice, because he's old, he's older now or was than than then, the material is unbelievably current. I know. I mean, the, the guy's material has not aged. It's amazing. Like you <laughs> bought me a DVD a couple of years ago. It was George Carlin. What am I doing in New Jersey or something? <laughs> yeah. From 1988. That was 20 years ago. And if you watch that DVD. Other than the fact that he makes direct reference to Reagan as president, right? You will ha- you ha- you could easily throw that on the air now, and you would not know the difference in in the the cur- in how current the material is. It's amazing. Well, the only thing that I've noticed is I've watched a lot of his specials and listened to a lot of his CDs and stuff from the, the uh, back to the eighties, nineties, today. And even going back to the 1960s when he started out, he started out pretty calm and mellow and laid back and hippie-ish and kind of goofy and yeah. silly. Then in the 70s, he got a little bit more <coughs> political, satirical, a little bit more angry. Well, he was also high on cocaine. <laughs> well, okay. That's why his heart was like destroyed. But a little, a little bit more hyper, a little bit more aggressive, his voice. And well, then he... in the 80s... He started screaming even more, getting even more angry. And then by the mid-1990s, late-1990s, it was just... His his HBO specials, which were released as CDs, it was just like 90 minutes of screaming at the top of his lungs (laughs) about the government is evil and people are stupid. Religion. But in a good way. I'm not saying it was bad. It was good. It was funny. I like... I like him better when he's screaming and going nuts. And the amazing thing is he'll do that the, those things where... In fact, I think I made notes that are back here somewhere. <clears throat> he'll do stuff like... There's this one bit that he used to do called Things You Never Hear, You Never See. <laughs> yeah. Like, he would say words that you would never, like, hear. And it was, like, really, really funny because he would say and he'd be like... And then we'd say, like, phrases. You know, like, uh, here's a phrase you... Here's a phrase you never heard. I had diarrhea in a cup, and then I drank it. Right. You know, it's like something, like, really ridiculous. Like, that's that's the first time any human being... Yes. In the history of human beings have has ever put those yes. words in that order. 
And, you know, listening to his CDs are, are good, but you really have to see him on the videos because the faces that he makes right. too is, like, hilarious. I know. <laughs> but, you know, again, you know, like, everything that he did was, it was very, I mean, he used to do, like, obviously he would work on his material, like, in, like, clubs and all that. This guy, right up until last year, was doing college campuses at yeah. age 70 and selling them out. No one else can do that. Well, he was doing, what, 100 shows a year or something like that? The amazing part about him is he has a lot of different segments in there where he starts rattling off just stuff. Yeah. And he's I... Not, he's not I, reading it. No! There is no way in the world I would ever be able to memorize that stuff where you know, know. does stuff like you know I'm uh, I'm downloadable disconcerted uh, direct mail I know. Uh, and, and he keeps like shooting off these adjectives I'm like whoa I know yeah. he can do uh, sixty minutes worth of material just off the top of his head unbelievable from memory <coughs> George Car and again I was also a big fan of his George Carlin show that was on Fox. for one year on Fox it got canceled uh, of it course canceled it. Fox. And, of course, uh, most people probably know him as uh, Rufus in the Bill and Ted movies. Right. Hey, Rufus! Well, he was in the two I Bill don't and know Ted. what he was doing in those movies, to be perfectly honest with wow. you. He was in the Bill and Ted movies. He was in Dogma. Yeah, he was in some Kevin Smith I think movies. Jay, yeah, Jane Silent, Bob Strike Back. I Are guess you... on, the, on the bright side... It means he won't be doing any more HBO specials, so I can finally buy his box DVD set. <laughs> See, it works out. Ah, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I, I would love for George Carlin to still be here to do more of course. specials. Even though the last couple I didn't really like all that much, but still. Of course. <clears throat> Nobody else would, would say the things that he said. I think out of all the things he said... Probably one of the biggest things, one of the most important things that he would want people to remember is that question everything. You know, just because something's on the news, just because you read something in a newspaper, you see something in a magazine, on a website, your parents tell you something, a police officer tells you something, a teacher tells you something, it doesn't mean they're automatically lying or they're automatically don't know things, but don't just automatically believe 100% everything. Yeah, and Question the other, it. The other thing is, he absolutely 100% hated people who who just went on and on about death. <laughs> you know, he was like somebody like, you know what, a person died, let's celebrate them, and let's move on. Right. But that's, so that's how he was. So in that uh, uh, fashion, we're moving on. Yes. George Carlin's going on the all-star list. And we're moving on. Consumption. It's the new national pastime, baseball. It's consumption. The only true lasting American value that's left, buying things. <laughs> buying things. People spending money they don't have on things they don't need. Money they don't have on things they don't need. So they can max out their credit cards and spend the rest of their lives paying 18% interest on something that costs twelve fifty, And they didn't like it when they got it home anyway. Not too bright, folks. Not too bright. 
But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They say we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. You say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. They say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. And that's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass, the school looks good, everybody's happy, the IQ of the country slips another two or three points, and pretty soon all you'll need to get into college is a f***ing pencil. <laughs> Got a pencil? Get the f*** in there, it's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education! Politicians know that word, they use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind, someone's losing ground here. But there's a reason, there's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the they, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting by a system that threw them overboard 30 years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long beating you over the head in their media telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich who don't give a about them. They don't give a about you. They don't give a about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Yeah. You know?
And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue that's being jammed up their ass every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. So the other day after work, I walked down a few blocks to Union Square Park in Manhattan. Eh, a lot of people hang out there and stuff. It was a nice day. And pretty much every single day, there's like some nitwit with a megaphone protesting uh, George Bush or protesting the war. And like, yeah, the, you know, I don't like George Bush. I don't like war. But, you know, come on. What do you this, this is doing nothing. This is accomplishing nothing. Anyway, there was one of these guys with the megaphone babbling on about about uh, FDR and Woodrow Wilson and the <laughs> national Wilson. treasury and I don't know. So I'm, the I'm, only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Anyway, so I'm just standing there for a few minutes, just kind of watching and just relaxing. And this guy standing next to me turns to me, and he's like, "Man." this stuff that this guy's talking about the economy and George Bush and war and all this bad stuff man that's nothing that's nothing compared to what I know about it's like uh okay like, yeah man get this hardly anybody knows about this so this is just between you and me okay next week July 7th 2008 7708 NASA is launching a bomb into Jupiter to blow up Jupiter. Ah. And I said, uh why? <laughs> why would they do that? What what reason would they have right? I I I'm, I actually said this to the guy. What reason this would NASA have to do that? This is besides the point that Jupiter is like Six thousand times the size of the Earth. We we don't have enough. We could be building nuclear weapons from now until the crows come home or whatever the cows come home. We would not be able to blow up the planet. Not to mention the fact that it's a gas giant. Any, I know, I know. So I said, what reason would NASA have to do that? He said, well, the people in charge of NASA, the Illuminati. Ah. Uh want to blow up Jupiter because by doing that it will release tons and tons of radiation into the atmosphere of what of space no atmosphere in space <laughs> so he said all this radiation is going to travel th through space and it's going to beam on you know it's going to like bang down onto earth all this harmful toxic radiation Oh, this is besides the gigantic amount of radiation that comes from the sun. I know. No, but he said this, this will be toxic radiation. Which comes from the sun. <laughs> and I said, okay, again, why would they want to do that? He said, well, because the Illuminati wants to control people. So, having billions of people on Earth that's too many people. You can't really possibly control billions of people, but if you send a bomb into Jupiter, blow up Jupiter, release all this toxic radiation that beams down onto Earth, 
wipes out like 95% of the human race. And then the 5% that survive, the Illuminati can control them very easily. (laughs) And this guy said this with a straight face. Yeah. And I said, where did you find this out? It's like, all right, look, I'm going to tell you, but you can't tell anybody. Oh, who would you tell? I said, all right, I'm not going to tell anybody. There's a video on YouTube. Type in... Go to YouTube.com and type into the search box, Project Lucifer. And you'll see this video about how they plan to do all this. And there's a a network of secret underground tunnels to protect the Illuminati from the radiation. (laughs) And I said, all right, you saw a video on YouTube. That doesn't mean you have to believe it. Why do you believe it? Because... God told me to believe. Ah. Then I just walked away. These are the people that George Carlin <laughs> loves. Well, loves to make fun of. Of course. What a moron. So, you July have, 7th... You should have taken the knives that the knife salesman has on the street and stabbed him. <laughs> so, July 7th, 2008. If we're all dead, then we'll all know why. Well, not well. First of all, if NASA were to launch anything, it would take like seven years to get to Jupiter. So, um, why am I even debating the, the freaking the, the why am I even debating the scientific aspect of this? I don't know. The dumbest thing I've ever. How about the fact that any space probe that gets near Jupiter would be crushed by its outer atmosphere? <laughs> Hundreds of miles before it even got anywhere near the, the planet to blow it up. Stop. <coughs> Stop justifying this guy's idiocy. Project Lucifer. I'm, no. I'm going to have to look that up. Idiot. All right. The next, we, a few episodes ago, we talked about Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. The yes. hideous. What channel is it on? T. I don't to, know. The country or the national. CMT? Yeah, 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 country oh. music television or something like that. Yeah, so we were, we were thinking about, like, who could they get on there? And it just turns out it's it's the same exact reality show people that are on every other, rea- <laughs> uh, every other reality show. Huh. Look at this list. I am going to prescribe pain. Oh. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah, well, he, no, he's not on this. <laughs> he should be. Come on. Um... Danny Bonaducci. Ah. He he is on like every single reality show there is. He's not in jail. He was on that celebrity boxing. Yeah. Another yeah. guy in the boxing, Todd Bridges. <laughs> He's not in jail? No, well, I guess not. Wow. <laughs> um, this is ridiculous. Butterbean, who was a he was a former uh, professional boxer. Remember he was like this enormous fat white guy, bald, he looked like King Hippo. No. No, he stunk. Wait, they have Todd Bridges. Are they getting Gary Coleman? <laughs> no. And a wrestling show? Who is he going to wrestle? He could be his manager. Uh, well, who's Todd Bridges going to wrestle? He's like 80 pounds from all the drugs. Um, Trishel Canatella, who is on every single reality show. She was on one of the MTV, The Real World. Oh, that's not a celebrity. That's an idiot. None of these people are celebrities. No, but... C- Todd Bridges, at least, was on a very popular sitcom. Well, this person whatever. was on the real world, which is terrible. Whatever. Uh, of course, Dustin Diamond. 
No. Yes. Uh, and Mark Paul Gosler? No. Uh, they got to get him. Um, Dustin Diamond? Who's yeah. he going to wrestle? I don't know. Danny Bonaducci. Who cares? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Dustin Diamond. This is absurd. Erin Murphy from Bewitched? I don't remember her. Who's that? She must have been a child on Bewitched, but she must be like 60 now. Oh. Or Bewitched the old TV show or Bewitched the Will Ferrell movie? No, I think the TV show. Uh, Dennis Rodman. No. But this is unfair. He was a wrestler. He did the wrestling on WCW. He would wrestle against Carl Malone, the mailman. He, he was on Hulk Hogan's side in the NWO. He was Rodzilla. Uh, I hated Dennis Rod Rodzilla. Rodman. Hated him. Uh, I thought he had finally vanished, and now we have to put up with him again. Frank Stallone! No! You guessed it, Frank Stallone! Really? Oh, Frank Stallone man. will be wrestling. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Look at this one. Tiffany! No. Yes. 1980s pop star Tiffany. Wow. Wrestling. Um, wow. And then uh, the former wife of Ian Ziering, Nikki Ziering. Who's like a, Ian Ziering? From Beverly Hills. 90210. Oh, yeah. Was he Steve? Steve. Yeah, yeah the blonde, curly hair. <laughs> Steve Sanders. So who is Summers? she? She was his wife. On his, the show? No, in real life. And she's some kind of like lingerie model. <laughs> Whatever. I know. Who cares? They got to get Jaleel White. No, special guest star, uh, actor, a star of uh, re uh, Ready to Rumble. And actually a former WCW champion, David Arquette. He was a WCW world champion? Well, WCW was involved in the making of that horrible film, uh, Ready to Rumble. I've never even heard of it. Uh, it's bad. All, like that a lot of their is, guys were in it. That is so And I guess dumb. to promote it, they had him come on like in, in this stupid angle. And Diamond Dallas Page was wrestling some other guy. And they beat each other up. And it was like this triple threat match. Oh. And David Arquette was knocked unconscious and fell onto the other guy. And was laying on him and won the belt. Oh, <laughs> my God. Stupid. And, and then, he had the belt for one day. And then the WCW went bankrupt. Yeah, they didn't last <laughs> farther after that. But that is just awful. No, they have to get Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Uh, Dennis Haskins. Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Oh, yeah. Belky. Cousin Laddie. It's me, Belky. The guy from ALF. Max, uh... Max Wright. Max Wright. <laughs> the economics are coming over. Hide. <laughs> Come on. They got to get some better people. Where's Mr. T? Come on. He's too old. Come on. They need managers, right? I pity the fool who challenged me to wrestling uh, match. Hannibal. Terrible. <laughs> um, also, another news, uh, I think sometime this summer, Sean Connery is coming up with a book. It's his memoirs. Ah. That's right. Sean Connery here. I'm doing my memoirs. <laughs> I, I'm putting everything in the book. Everything I say, everything I felt. Yeah, like he's really writing it himself. You better believe it, Jamich. <laughs> And, well, Mr. Connery, how much is this book going to cost in the bookstore? A million dollars! Ah. A million dollars? Who's going to afford that? Everything I do costs a million dollars. Damn it. I saw two movies recently. One was Kung Fu Panda. Oh. 
Which it, it was actually good. It was actually better than I thought it would be. It was funny. And the other one I saw was You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Ah! Starring Adam yes. Sandler. Ah, he needs to stop. Uh, not so good. He needs to retire. And just not go away. really that good. <laughs> kind of bad, actually. When he was doing Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and those movies, those were funny. They were funny. And The Water Boy. Yeah, because he was like crazy ranting and raving Adam Sandler. Right. But it's like, how many more movies can he do that <laughs> in without just getting old? Right. But it wasn't just that. The other actors that he would get in the movies were good. I know. He would get like, well, unfortunately he died, but Chris Farley. Right. And uh, he'd always have Norm MacDonald in the movies and... Uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers <laughs> and Happy Gilmore. The bad guy. Yeah, the Jim Shooter guy. Yeah, Shooter McGavin was uh, uh, Chris uh, Christopher McDonald. Yeah. He was yeah. very funny. Um, <laughs> I know. You know, Billy Madison, he had that guy from the West Wing... Bradley Steve Buscemi Whitford yeah Steve Buscemi was on there as a, a cameo and you know those were funny movies he always had like crazy uh, goof I mean yeah he always has Rob Schneider yeah actually in this Rob Schneider in all of Adam Sandler's movies is terrible yeah in this movie Rob Schneider was actually really good well he was funny in Waterboy no, it was the Kedjon no but in this movie he was actually like pretty much a co-star and he ah. was really funny in it Adam yeah. Sandler was terrible. I actually like Rod Schneider. <laughs> I mean, he played... Uh, the Animal. He played an Arab taxi driver. He was very uh, funny. The Animal was, was the worst. I didn't see that. Ugh. But or the other movie was... The Hot about, Chick. Uh, but he was in... He was also in uh, Big Daddy. He was... Uh, what was that the one? Greek the Greek guy? The gigolo. Deuce oh, Bigel. yeah. Deuce Bigel. But in, in Big Daddy, he was the, the, the Greek guy that couldn't... They, he couldn't yeah, spell the words. The, the like, delivery hip, guy. Hip, hip. Hippopotamus? Hippopotamus? <laughs> nah, you got it wrong. Oh, it's not fair. Yeah, but those were more like bit parts. Yeah. And you don't mess with the Zohan. He was actually, he had a major part. And he was good. Yeah, and, and you know, some of the, like, and then the, the people that he used oh, to, Sandler used to have Kevin his... Nealon was in it too. Kevin, <coughs> I don't know what it is about Kevin Nealon, but he is a horrible actor. What? He's the terrible Oh, actor. he's funny. It always looks like he's about to crack up. His timing is uh, off. It's like he just, he can't do characters. Yeah, but I mean, you look at back like Sandler when he used to do those CDs. Yeah, which were just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Kevin Nealon, Tim Meadows, David Spade. No, I guess Kevin Nealon's good at doing the straight guy. Yeah, but at doing comedy, he's just not good. <laughs> Sorry, that's news to me. But speaking of all these old Saturday Night Live guys, Dana Carvey actually just came out with a new HBO oh. comedy special, stand-up comedy. And I saw almost all of it a few nights ago. It wasn't that funny. Basically, he He was spent, trying way too hard. Basically, he spent an hour doing impersonations. Yeah, he would just jump from one... Hey, everybody, I'm Ronald Reagan, and I'm George, George Bush, Bush, and I'm George W. Bush, George and I'm Bill Clinton. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but he's not saying anything Can funny. Can I finish? I'm Ross Perot. Yeah, I'm Can Ross I Perot. Can I, Can I finish? And I'm thinking, like, okay. He was doing... basically reciting his 1992 you know, Saturday Night Live skits. Right. Except 
He was just... He was doing the impersonations. Yeah. He was saying who each person was, and then he would move on to the next impersonation. There was nothing yeah. funny. There was no joke about it. And, and what then, is that? And then he was on the MTV Movie Awards with... Uh, he was on there with Mike Myers. They did a Wayne's World skit, which was <laughs> oh, awful. No. <laughs> Talk about a guy whose career has gone nowhere. Mike Myers. Well, he does the Shrek what movies. What is... Oh, come on. The Mike love, Myers. The Love Guru, supposedly, I haven't seen it, but supposedly oh, it got terrible reviews. Mike Myers. Everybody bashed it. Mike Myers has, I think, the worst <laughs> hair. The worst hairdo out of anyone in Hollywood. Well, he's got that, like, you know, that, like, 1993 bowl cut yeah, still going. It's terrible. I'll tell, Mike Myers, although I love the Austin Powers movies, <laughs> the best movie he ever did was So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. That was one of his first movies as a star. Right. Other than Wayne's World, which right. obviously I loved. But he did that movie, and that is a hilarious movie. And ever since then, he's, he's not done a movie. I mean, when my, here's my problem with him. He's a funny guy just as a regular actor. Right. I don't know why he can't stop doing these ridiculous, stupid-looking costume characters. And I don't know. Just, just do a movie as a funny guy. You can do it. I know. He can do this. He feels like he has to create this whole character. Oh. And it's like, oh, yeah, if I make this funny Indian character, oh. people think that's funny. It's like, no, people don't think that's funny. People think that's stupid. I mean, so, again, So I Married an Expert is a funny movie, and it was like that kind of like just tongue-in-cheek kind of ensemble kind of funny movie and he's never done another movie like that I don't know if he's ever been in another movie per to be perfectly honest with you playing a normal human being I know <laughs> I think every other movie he's playing some kind of a goofy character well, Wayne's World Austin <laughs> Powers The Love Guru Cat in a Hat Cat oh there's another movie coming out and look I like Dana Carvey. Ugh. He he has done some very funny stuff. Master of the Skies. Ugh. Well, but his this most recent HBO comedy special, his old comedy special was funny. This one, eh, there were there were a couple of funny parts, but I haven't really seen a comedy special on there that has been funny. Showtime well, actually Bill has Martin. better ones. Yeah, <laughs> but Showtime has a lot of the good ones. No, but you know how we talk about those dumb, pointless, waste-of-money movies like Epic Movie, uh, Date Movie, uh, uh, what else was there? The, the Meet the Spartans. Superhero movie. Yeah, superhero movie. Like, these complete waste of time. They're coming out with another one. I saw the preview for it. It's those stupid zuckers. And uh, it was called... Ah, oh, what was it called? Well, the not Scary Movie Five. Movie. No, not Scary Movie. Not super. Not epic. It was called like. Ah, uh, what was it called? I don't know. Edited in. It was called like Blockbuster Movie <coughs> or something like that. And the thing is, these mo they're banging out these movies so they're rapidly like Police now. Academy movies. But they're coming out so quickly now. In the trailer, they were parodying things, spoofing movies that weren't even out yet. That's why it stinks. That doesn't make any sense. When you write a script in two 
two hours that's what you're gonna get <laughs> and the thing there was no like at least an epic movie and stuff like that there was somewhat a little bit of a plot even though it was terrible in these last few movies there hasn't even been a plot it's just like a guy dressed up like the incredible hulk walks onto the camera and a cow falls on it then he walks off camera then another <laughs> character walks on camera like iron a guy dressed up like iron man walks onto the camera and then someone kicks him in the stomach and then another it's like there's no story to it i know how could you who is who is giving the okay I guess at the they, big Hollywood movie studio, who is reading this script and saying, I, "Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Let's do it." Because I sign off on this project. Because the way they have the movies now, they stretch everything out so that there's no no movies come out on the same weekend. So every movie has this giant box office when it comes out because they're the only new movie. <laughs> there's no competition, so they they have it to where what? they know how. Look. If you if your budget for the movie is ten million, they know how much they're going to make. <laughs> I know. That's all they're going to do. But come on. Come Who cares? on. Next. Next. So the Indiana Jones movie, you know, some people hate it. They... Scott C. Clements hated it. Oh yeah. Well I know. <laughs> but so well, the big you know, we were glad he did the review. Yes. So the big thing was that they came out online, they leaked the Frank Darabount script. That he wrote like five years ago or something, and Lucas rejected it. Yeah. And it was called Indiana Jones and the City of the Gods. Okay. And basically, it was one of the many iterations of this script that began in 1995 that they've been rewriting 600 times. And right. <laughs> I've never seen the script from 95, which was like the saucer men from Mars. But essentially, most of what you saw in the final version, like a lot of the special effects that the people hated. <laughs> You know, the atomic bomb blowing up and, and the monkeys jumping right. on them. Existed all the way back in 1995. Right. Very little has changed. I mean, basically, the only thing that changed was they put... Darabout put back Marion in the script. And then David Coep, Kep or whatever, who wrote the final version, put back put in the Mutt character. And there really about, hasn't been much else that changed. What about the actual crystal skull <laughs> itself? That's been in it almost the whole time. The only thing that changed so, was wait, in the so first... Had, had this movie been made back in 1995, or not 1995, but like, let's say 2002. Yeah. With that, the, with the previous version of the script you're talking the about city, that was leaked. Yeah. It would have been like 90% similar. Very, very similar. The only differences were that Marion was like a true co-star. Like, she was like a big part of the movie, had a lot of lines. Yeah. Uh, there was... If, but it, the bad part was... So there instead was, of Mutt, it was basically Marion. Yeah, the bad part was there was too many villains. There was too many uh, characters. There was like 9 million characters. <laughs> <laughs> Russians, Hungarians, ex-Nazis. It was ridiculous. Wow. And Sweet. basically, this one ended... You know how you said you didn't like the alien at the end? Yeah. This one ended with the aliens talking, granting wishes. <laughs> what? It was Wait absurd. a absurd. <laughs> Wait a minute. That would have been stupid. And it was like, okay, you get a wish, the person would wish, and then it would blow them up. What? <laughs> I mean, no so, sense. So could the next person in line say, I wish you don't blow me up? It was a ripoff of the Wishmaster. That horror, oh, it was like a crappy movie. With Macaulay Culkin? No. 
But um, wasn't he in that? That was the Page Master, or something <laughs> like that. Very, and then you know there was just too many villains. Um, there was too many references to the previous movies. Too many one-liners <laughs> from the previous movies. Um, so what, like they were driving the jeep or something, and it would be like. Hey, remember back in Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. when we jumped the cliff and the <laughs> yeah, it was it was too goofy. Like, wait a minute, like you that. can't reference. And you know, Frank Darabont got all annoyed and all po'd that Lucas had rejected his script and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but I, I think in the end, the final version was a better script than this one. I'm, I'm telling it you, seems like it was maybe a little bit more focused. The, uh, and the previous script, the Saucer Men. Involved aliens coming to Earth and invading. So what would Indiana Jones do about that? I don't know. And basically, how could he stop that? What would he Ford, whip the Harrison Ford said, "I'm not doing this movie." And Steven Spielberg's like, "Wait a minute, we're gonna put this movie out right after they did Independence Day." <laughs> right. Right. So essentially, from the beginning, it is all about Lucas wanting the aliens in there, wanting the Crystal Skull. Blah, 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 blah. The only thing was in this City of the Gods, there was more explanation of the uh, the Crystal Skull uh -huh. and what it's you know what it meant in the whole thing. And so in that sense, it was better. But otherwise, it was ridiculous. There was a special effects scene <coughs> where a guy is flying a plane. Lou, uh, 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 Indiana Jones and Marion are in another plane. Uh, Indiana Jones climbs from one plane to the other <laughs> in midair, <laughs> and and then people are like, "Oh, that would have been a great special effect." What? You're complaining about him surviving an a a atomic bomb in a refrigerator, right? And he's climbing from a one plane to the no, Come on, <laughs> without being blown off. Stop. Of all the script iterations, and I haven't seen the Saucerman from our script. I've only seen the synopsis uh -huh. of all the iterations over. 12 years the final version was probably the best one in the terms of being the least ridiculous yeah. so the planet is fine the people are because <laughs> everybody's running around trying to save the planet yeah. the planet doesn't need that the planet will take care of itself people are selfish and that's what they're doing is trying to save the planet for themselves to have a nicer place to live they don't care about the planet in in, in theory they just care about having a comfortable place and these people with the fires and the floods and everything they overbuild they put nature to the test and they get what's coming to them that's what i say well that's what harsh that's what's happening <laughs> yeah well and i can't wait for the sea levels to rise i can't wait for some of these i can't wait for some of these cities to disappear i can't swim george yeah. There are places that are going to go away. The map is going to change, and, and that's because the real na and people think nature is outside of them. They don't take into them the idea that we are part of it. They say, oh, we're going for a nature walk. We're going to the country because we like nature. Nature's in here. And if you're in tune with it, like the Indians, the Hopis especially, the balance of life, the balance, the harmony of nature, if you understand that, you don't overbuild. So last year we talked about the the debut of the Apple iPhone yeah. and how people were waiting in line to pay $600 for a telephone and um, you know and all that and the the, the the phone plans were like ridiculously expensive yeah so and then three months later they like three months later they cut the price almost in half yeah well now 
they're coming out with a new version of the iPhone, which has the higher, uh, the, the, the faster network. It runs off of the faster network 3G. Yeah. It has, supposedly it has GPS, I'm not sure. But it has a few extra features and all that. Lower price, once again, so Apple's, uh, you know, kind of jipping people again. <laughs> and, uh... But the thing is, so, like, all these tech people are writing articles and all, they're getting so excited. Oh, and I, Apple's releasing a new version of the iPhone. Forget the one that you bought last year. Throw it in the garbage and buy this new one. It's even better and faster. And, yeah. and I'm like, it goes back to what we talked about in episode 101 about everything becoming disposable. Yeah. Creating all this garbage. It's uh. like, wait a minute. You just bought the iPhone a year ago. You thought it was so amazing and awesome and the touch screen and it still works. It still does everything that it did. Because But they, now millions and millions of people are just gonna go, eh, throw it in the garbage uh, and buy a new one. It's so can, pointless. I know. Well the thing is, even till now, there's another phone that does everything the iPhone can do in the sense that business people want. Because that's why they wanted this new iPhone. It's called a BlackBerry. Right. So... No, but my point is... All, you know, we talked about the environment and all this, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, a lot of products have, over the last few decades have become disposable, quote, and, uh, quote, convenient. You know, it's like you just open it up, unwrap it, throw it in the garbage, buy a new one. And it's like now even electronics are becoming disposable. Oh, ever... And uh, another update, you were telling me about the uh, the big man. Hey, the big oh, man, back the kid from Brooklyn.com. <laughs> you are probably yeah. the only person in the world currently doing an impersonation of the big man. I know. So the big man was on Last Comic Standing, right? Yeah, I've been watching it this season. It's, eh, it's not that good, but... Uh, in... Like, the first few episodes, they have auditions, you know, they go through that whole process, and they bring people in, they do a few minutes of stand-up, they say yes or no, and one of the person, one of the people auditioning was the big man, yeah. the kid from Brooklyn.com, <laughs> big man, and oh, he, he, and they showed him, tell a few, they showed him telling a few jokes, and the judges were just like... Uh, is this supposed to be funny? Ah, <laughs> why are you here? Well, I'm in my 60s and I figured, uh, why the heck not? Uh, I gotta try something with my life. Any any tickets? <laughs> yeah. Ball game? That was it? Yeah, he was only on it for two seconds, uh, but he's man. still out there. He's still trying. Oh, and, and apparently you said he has a limousine service? Oh, yeah. So then I went to his website to see what he's up to, because I haven't really checked him out recently since we talked about him. And on his website, it says, uh, first of all, back when we talked about him about a year ago or something like that, it said that he would make appearances you could hire him to come to your party or come to your house or something like that. Now... Do you care if I stop and get gas? Now, you can pay him to drive you somewhere. Ah, yeah. He comes to your house in his car and picks Big you man. up. In his car? Yeah. That's not a limousine. 
No, but it's like a limo service. Yeah, I never understood that. A, a limo. No, it's not a limo service. It's a car service. Car service, yeah. A big man picking you up. <laughs> and what I was joking to you about was imagine if he picked up like an Arab. I know. He'd like throw him out of the car, cursing at him. What are you, a terrorist? <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Your food smells terrible. I Arr. walked into an Indian restaurant. I almost puked all over myself. It Arr. stunk like, like my toilet. I couldn't believe. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh man! Big man. Yeah. So the last week and a half or so I went to California yes for the first time California first time in the uh, west coast wow it's pretty good it's good to get out of New York City mm. so you went to uh, uh, Los Angeles there right well we flew into LA mm. Los Angeles airport LAX LAX and then uh, Lauren's mom picked us up, went back to her place in Pasadena, about an hour away or something like that. And then we were there for a few days, and then we went down to Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach! TV. Yeah, well. Yeah. So we stayed at Laguna Beach for about a week. And I got really bad sunburn. Uh, I swear, I was like... For about four days, I looked like I was radioactive. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Have you ever heard of suntan lotion? Well, believe me, I put a lot on after that first day. Oh, man. Well, too late by then. Well, it, it didn't get any worse. It actually healed really quickly, though. It only took about five days. Yeah, it's just now you have normal. skin cancer. No. I haven't gotten sunburned. I've only gotten sunburned a few times in my life. But... Uh, yeah, so we were there for about a week, and then we went back to Pasadena for a couple of days, and then back to New York City. Uh, but it was weird, because New York City, I, I, I walk outside, and my senses are attacked. <laughs> the instant I set foot outdoors, there's construction, there's people walking dogs, there's crowds... There's gigantic buildings, there's subway noise, there's people blasting their stereo, car stereos. It's just, it's just constant noise and visual uh, stimulation yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, I can't really see the sky because there's all these tall buildings and apartments all over the place. And, you know, so I don't get to see the blue sky. The trees are, like... There are not really many trees all over the place. So then going to California, going to California, I look outside and I can see the blue sky. I can see trees and green grass. What about, what about the smog? Nah, that was kind of off in the distance. Oh. I, don't, I didn't really notice it while I was there. But you're just breathing it. Well... It was just, it was sunny, blue skies. There weren't tall buildings all over the place. It was just like more open, more relaxed, more relaxed looking. Just visually, it was more relaxed. It's also very expensive there. <laughs> Not any more expensive than New York City. No, Manhattan. More than New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I liked it there. 
Went to the beach. Went to uh, Venice Beach <laughs> and Muscle Beach. Hulk Hogan, Muscle Beach. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother, when Hulkamania runs wild on you? <laughs> no, he wasn't. I was hoping I'd see him there. He wasn't there. Um, Where there's like uh, Venice Beach roller skating and bikinis. Yeah, Venice Beach. There were people on bikes, people skateboarding, uh, inline skating. But there were a lot of. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, there were a lot of street. I guess not street vendors, but like sidewalk vendors yeah. selling arts and crafts and things like that. Most of them weren't very good, and most of the people were. I don't know. There were a lot of homeless people there hanging out and kind of kind of crazy people. And, <coughs> but it was nice, and no one bothered me. And it was kind of nice and so shops and and they called it the boardwalk, but it wasn't a boardwalk. It was, it was paved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. New Jersey, you go to the boardwalk, there's boards that you walk on. Yeah. Wooden boards. Yeah. That's a boardwalk. Well, what about, um, what'd you do at night? Um, Nothing? oh, well, wait. No, I didn't do anything at night. Ah. But, but um, and, and Laguna Beach, there weren't... Uh, sidewalk vendors or boardwalk vendors. Yeah, well, and, that's Orange County. It's a little. But there were a lot of shops, a lot of uh, art. Yeah, a lot of local people doing art, selling it in shops and stuff like yeah. that. And the beach wasn't very crowded. The water was okay. It was a little, <coughs> little cold by my standards. Oh well, yeah, the Pacific is always. Uh, it's like sixty degrees, there. but. Um, it, was, it was nice. You yeah, go surfing. surfing. I didn't go surfing. People on surfboards, boogie boards. And, um, didn't get attacked by a shark? No, no, no sharks. Could've gotten there, the, you could have gotten the Point Stevenson show on the news. <laughs> Eaten no by a sharks, shark. but there were dolphins. Ah. Um, uh, no seals. I didn't see any seals. Well, Actually, they're, they're out, in, out in the distance. In San Francisco. No, well, out in the distance on a rock, there were seals or sea lions or sea otters or whatever they were. Um, pelicans flying around and stuff like that. And All right, so then did you go into any, like, famous places in Los Angeles? Did you go to the... Yes. On the... Yes. the uh, what is it? The Hollywood Walk of Fame yes. or whatever? Yes, in Los Angeles... I went to the Chinese theater. Ah. What is it called? Man's yeah, Chinese man's theater or something Chinese. like that. So I saw a I lot. saw that they had a fake one of them in Walt Disney World when I went there. Oh, but it's the point. I know. So, and I'm going to post pictures of this. So look on PawnStevenson.com. I'll post pictures of all the autographs and things like that. A lot of cool ones. Harrison Ford. Steven Seagal. Yes. I got his uh, picture in the sidewalk. See, that's what I would have. I should have went just for that. <laughs> I know. But the damn airfare, not worth it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Round trip, right? Where was I going to stay? We flew Virgin America. Going to stay? I going to stay with the hobos, no. Venice Beach. No, we flew. It was the first time I've flown on Virgin America. Man. They have TV screens in the back of the seat in front of me. And I could watch TV, I could watch movies, I could play video games. Wonderful. I can look at maps, see where we are. It's pretty cool. It has a little remote control that detaches from the armrest. 
So it was really nice. It was way better than any other airline. And the price was actually very reasonable. All right, fine. Now, so what other famous All right, things so did I did see? that. I did the Chinese theater. And I'll post pictures. Um, I looked at a lot of the stars on the sidewalk that celebrities pay for. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I saw Phil Collins' star. Phil Collins' star. Who cares about the stars? What <laughs> else did you see? I did... Oh, I saw the Hollywood sign. Oh, the Hollywood sign. Now, we drove around L.A., we drove around Bel Air, we drove around Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Which, I have to be honest, it was nice. Yeah. It wasn't what I imagined. It wasn't as crazy, insanely nice as I imagined. It was nice. Yeah, well, it was like a man. You maybe didn't even go to the mansion areas of, like, there or oh, Malibu or yeah. whatever. But, go Rodeo Drive. I saw the Capitol Records building, uh, which I probably should have threw rocks at, <laughs> ripping people off. But um, yeah, what else did I do? I uh, oh, I saw some celebrities. Uh oh, celebrity Cele sightings. Celebrity magnet. I'm gonna make a new intro for that. We're sitting there eating lunch, and this skinny, like skeleton-looking <laughs> woman walks in. She looks like. Like, her eyes were sunken in, and she looked all skinny and stuff. And Amy Winehouse? <laughs> no. Lisa Bonet. Ah, from the Cosby Show? Yeah. Uh. From the Cosby Show! Pudding! Yeah, Lisa Bonet. Oh, big deal. Sat down right next to us and ate lunch. What to do? Yeah, I know, but... Who else? Hey, she's still a celebrity. All right, come on, who else? Um, I think... I think... Nicole Sullivan from Mad TV ah. and The King of Queens. <laughs> she played Holly on The King yeah, of Queens. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't her, it was someone who looked exactly like her. Oh, she's not, she's not like unique looking. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. Really, Neil Patrick? Doogie Hauser? The real wow. Doogie Hauser Barney Stinson. <clears throat> and you didn't get a picture with him? He was in a parking garage. It was like uh. a. Exactly. Like, hey, Neil, I, I know you're walking to your car in a parking <laughs> garage, but can I get a picture with you? And I wanted to, but... Yeah. Um, who else did Did I... you take a picture of him? Not by the time I got my camera, uh, I was already across the think... lot. <laughs> I know, I should have had my camera out at all times. Oh, and I almost saw Ryan Reynolds. Almost? Yeah. You almost see someone. Because Lauren's sister works at a gym. Yeah. And she called us up and she said, Ryan Reynolds just walked in. Come on, if you if you come in, I'll introduce him to you. So we drove over there. I was like, oh, cool. Where, where is he? I want to go talk to him. He just went in the bathroom. Okay. Or, no, 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 not the bathroom. He just went in the locker room. Yeah. Like, all right, well... Like, oh, I'll come out eventually. No, but she, so she said, well, just go in the locker room and look around and see if you find uh, And I was like, uh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so I went in the locker room. Uh, and I'm, I and did I'm, it anyway. No, I went in the locker room and I'm sort of trying to very nonchalantly look around, but I don't want to be obvious, like looking around at naked guys. <laughs> so in my very, very quick surveillance or, or whatever the word is yeah. what's the word I don't know surveillance I don't surveillance know. in my very quick view 
I did not see him. Ah, uh, where, where did he, you didn't wait to see if he came out? No. Ah, you're and I wasn't going to open all the toilets and see if he's sitting no, on the toilet. You, you should have just stayed by the front door. What, what, what am I going to do? He walks out of the locker room. Hey, I've been standing here waiting for you to you're, come out. How does he know you've been staying in there? Say, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. How's it going? I don't know. Oh, Next man. time. Uh, <laughs> not that I mean, who, like, who is he? You know, big deal. Hey, he's Van Wilder. Ah, God. <laughs> Oh, so one, one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, a, a friend of mine uh, who was one of our first fans, and then I guess didn't listen to us anymore, now he supposedly, he's he, back. He's, he is the Iron Man of the Punch, he is doing the Punch Stevenson Show Marathon, <laughs> and told me he's listening to every single episode, beginning with the first one. Back to back. Yes. I don't know how long it's going to take him. 80 chicken nuggets in five yes. minutes. That was the first one, I think. Yeah, yes. episode one, Sonia Thomas. Yes, but my old uh, friend there uh, uh, and wiffle ball competitor, uh, Joe. In New Jersey. Yes, Joey from uh, Belleville, New Jersey, along with me. Yes. So uh, uh, we're going to see how long, it, how long it takes him, and maybe he can, we'll get him on the show to, you know, give a synopsis of her entire <laughs> career at, wow. at the Paunch Stevenson show. Maybe. Oh, it's over a hundred episodes. Yes. That's that's gonna take some time. Well, you better start leaving some comments. Ah. Come on. Leave comments. Yeah. Well he did. And he left one. So welcome back. Yeah, I guess, Cotter. Tell your friends. Ah. It just seems to me, seems to me, that only a really low IQ population could have taken this beautiful continent, this magnificent American landscape that we inherited. Well, actually, we stole it from the Mexicans and the Indians, but <laughs> hey, it was nice when we stole it. It looked pretty good. It was pristine. Paradise. Have you seen it lately? Have you taken a good look at it lately? It's f***ing embarrassing. Only a nation of unenlightened half-wits could have taken this beautiful place and turned it into what it is today, a shopping mall. A big shopping mall. You know that? That's all you got. That's all you've got here, folks. Mile after mile of mall after mall. Many, many malls. Major malls and mini malls. They put the mini malls in between the major malls. And in between the mini malls, they put the mini marts. And in between the mini marts, you got the car lots, gas stations, muffler shops, laundromats, cheap hotels, fast food joints, strip clubs, and dirty bookstores. America the Beautiful. One big transcontinental commercial cesspool. And how do the people feel about all this? How do the people feel about living in a coast-to-coast -coast shopping mall? Well, they think it's just dandy they think it is cool as can be because Americans love the mall they love the mall that's where they get to satisfy their two most prominent addictions at the same time shopping and eating 
millions of semi-conscious Americans day after day shuffling through the malls, shopping and eating, especially eating. Americans love to eat. They are, they are fatally attracted to the slow death of fast food. Hot dogs, corn dogs, triple bacon, cheeseburgers, deep fried butter, dipped in pork fat and cheese whiz, mayonnaise soaked, barbecued mozzarella, patty melts. Americans will eat anything, anything, anything. If you were selling sautéed raccoons on a stick, Americans would buy them and eat them. Especially if you dipped them in butter and put a little salsa on them. This country is big time, pig time. Forget the bald eagle. You know what the national emblem of this country ought to be? A big bowl of macaroni and cheese. A big bowl, because everything in this country is king size. King size, extra large, and super jumbo. Especially the people. Interesting thing about this country is if they, they, we, they, they talk about how we have freedom of choice. Uh -huh. You know, we have freedom of choice. Yeah. Uh, very limited. It's an important thing. Limited choice. Uh, two political parties, essentially. Two. Uh, big media companies, five, mm -hmm. six. Max. Yeah. yeah. Oil companies, down to three now, I think. Mm -hmm. Overall, three or four. Uh, banks, the big banks, the big brokerage houses, the big accounting firms. All of the things that are important, reduced in choice. Mm. Newspapers in a city, how many? Used to be three, four, now it's one or two. They're owned by the same people and they also own a radio station right. and a TV station. <laughs> but jelly beans, 32 yeah. flavors. Yeah. Ice cream, all the things that don't matter. The, the unimportant things, a lot of choices. Yeah. And you know what I say? You, you, your you know what your freedom of choice is in America? Paper or plastic. Yeah. That's it, man. It comes down to paper or plastic, cash or charge, aisle or window, smoking or non-smoking, yeah. Coke or Pepsi. These are your choices. <laughs> Everything else is kind of laid out for you. You get to do what they really want. They do what they want. The yeah. ones who own this country, they do what they want. It's 30 to 40 years. There's a thing called social hysteria. Mm -hmm. Social hysteria is whipped up generally by the media. Uh, crime. In Nixon's time, crime was the big social hysteria issue. There's too much crime, they're coddling the courts, they're coddling the criminals, we have to tougher laws. So a lot of civil liberties went away in terms of um, the rights of criminals and the rights of the accused and, and the people going on trial. These, these were li limited, they were cut down. These rights which are guaranteed by the Constitution in the Bill of Rights. Uh, another social hysteria, drugs. The drug thing happened, same thing. Uh, big, big flow of drugs, we're going to fight the drugs, we need newer, tougher laws, we need draconian sentences, we need to be able to go into houses, we need to be able to do this, and we have reasonable, reason, you know, all of these, all of these shortcuts have, have resulted in less liberties because of social hysteria. The media whips up the frenzy, people get all excited, mm -hmm. the legislature passes it, the president, the executive signs it, and the judges then, the, ju the uh, judicial branch okays it sometime later when it gets to them. Mm -hmm. and, and what has happened is you have less freedom, less liberties, less civil liberties, less rights. And the third social hysteria is terrorism. That, that was whipped up. Now, there's, it's a little, probably a little more cause there. You look at the 9-11, it's a very dramatic event. Mm -hmm. But that too has been used to, with, to, with this Patriot Act to reduce our liberties. They say, well, if you have nothing to hide, what are you worried about? You know that, that whole argument? Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ask, tell me about the people that are, you know, just getting out of prison because of the DNA, if they got not, mm -hmm. had nothing to hide. Uh, it's, it's just, listen, th this country is, is owned by the ownership class. They do pretty much what they want. I figure it's like a freak show. Here's what I do. You know what I do? <laughs> to me, if you're born in the world, yeah. you get a ticket to the freak show. Thank you. I'm a modern man, a man for the millennium, digital and smoke-free. A diversified, multicultural, postmodern deconstructionist, politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. 
I've been uplinked and downloaded. I've been inputted and outsourced. I know the upside of downsizing. I know the downside of upgrading. I'm a high-tech lowlife, a cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. I'm new wave, but I'm old school, and my inner child is outward bound. I'm a hot-wired, heat-seeking, warm-hearted, cool customer, voice-activated and biodegradable. I interface with my database. My database is in cyberspace, so I'm interactive, I'm hyperactive, and from time to time, I'm radioactive. Behind the eight ball, ahead of the curve, riding the wave, dodging the bullet, pushing the envelope. I'm on point, on task, on message, and off drugs. I got no need for coke and speed. I got no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment, on the edge, over the top, but under the radar. A high-concept, low-profile, medium-range ballistic missionary. A streetwise smart bomb. A top gun bottom feeder. I wear power ties. I tell power lies. I take power naps. I run victory laps. I'm a totally ongoing, bigfoot, slam-dunk rainmaker with a proactive outreach. A raging workaholic. A working rageaholic. Out of rehab and in denial. I got a personal trainer, a personal shopper, a personal assistant, and a personal agenda. You can't shut me up. You can't dumb me down. Because I'm tireless and I'm wireless. I'm an alpha male on beta blockers. I'm a non-believer and an overachiever, laid back but fashion forward, up front, down home, low rent, high maintenance, supersized, long-lasting, high definition, fast acting, oven ready and built to last. I'm a hands-on, footloose, knee-jerk head case, prematurely post-traumatic, and I have a love child who sends me hate mail. <laughs> but I'm feeling, I'm caring, I'm healing, I'm sharing, a supportive, bonding, nurturing, primary caregiver. My output is down, but my income is up. I take a short position on the long bond, and my revenue stream has its own cash flow. I read junk mail, I eat junk food, I buy junk bonds, I watch trash sports. I'm gender-specific, capital-intensive, user-friendly, and lactose-intolerant. I like rough sex. I like tough love. I use the F word in my email, and the software on my hard drive is hardcore, no soft porn. I bought a microwave in a mini mall. I bought a minivan at a mega store. I eat fast food in the slow lane. I'm toll-free, bite-sized, ready-to-wear, and I come in all sizes. A fully equipped, factory-authorized, hospital-tested, clinically proven, scientifically formulated medical miracle. I've been pre-washed, pre-cooked, pre-heated, pre-screened, pre-approved, pre-packaged, post-dated, freeze-dried, double-wrapped, vacuum-packed, and I have an unlimited broadband capacity. I'm a rude dude, but I'm the real deal. Lean and mean, cocked, locked, and ready to rock. Rough, tough, and hard to bluff. I take it slow, I go with the flow, I ride with the tide, I get glide in my stride. Driving and moving, sailing and spinning, jiving and grooving, wailing and winning. I don't snooze, so I don't lose. I keep the pedal to the metal and the rubber on the road. I party hearty, and lunchtime is crunch time. I'm hanging in, there ain't no doubt, and I'm hanging tough, over and out.